So Shabbat Shalom. Among the many challenges of this pandemic that have been, has been my inability to imagine how it will end. For eight months, it's been hard, if not impossible, to imagine how we get out of this, when we can take our masks off, when we can hug again, travel again, breathe easy again. But all of that changed a few weeks ago when the first reports of the successful stage three trials of the vaccines were breaking news. For the first time in a long time, I allowed myself to imagine the world as it one day might be. I gave my spirit permission to hope. Each day as the news of COVID cases, hospitalizations and deaths continues to break alarming records and bring unimaginable suffering and sadness. I've been comforted by the very possible reality that this may one day maybe will end, that we not only see the light at the end of the tunnel, but one day, maybe in the next six to nine months, we might bask in its warmth and its glow. As I contemplate life after all of this, three thoughts consume me and weigh on my soul. One, what am I looking forward to doing again that I have not been able to do in this pandemic? Secondly, what will I continue not to do as a matter of choice that the pandemic imposed upon me as a matter of obligation? And third, what am I going to miss about this period of time, about this pandemic time? I think we have all spent a lot of time contemplating the first and the second questions, but maybe not enough time or no time at all on the last one. When you're in the midst of a crisis, it's unthinkable to contemplate what you will miss about that crisis. In fact, it kind of defeats the definition of crisis if you long for it not to end. Don't get me wrong, I very much want this pandemic to end but there are things about it that I am going to miss and things I realize now that I am running out of time to accomplish or achieve before life returns to what used to pass for normal. Tonight, as we sit on the cusp of a new year, as we bask in the glow of, if not the light at the end of the tunnel, then at least the Hanukkah lights that remind us too of the miracle of our people's survival against great odds. I want to dwell on this question. What am I going to miss about the great COVID pandemic of 2020? I will tell you this, it's not nothing. Our family entered into our social isolation and physical distancing like I know a lot of you did. We embraced it because we had no choice. We, lean, we leaned into it because what choice did we have? Even with its hardships and its challenges, we found things that we appreciated about it. Time with those we lived with and loved, we had more of that. A slowing down of life and outside obligations. We couldn't run from place to place, activity to activity, appointment to appointment. No one could. We've all been home. And for me, I've never really been home before. Not this much, not ever. I used to describe my work as a nine to five job with colleagues and a five to nine job working with volunteers. And then on the weekends, I'd try to blend both worlds into something holy and transformative. My work during the pandemic was different, is different. 
I'd wake up and my commute was two flights of stairs and about 15 feet to my home office, which is where I'm leaving services from now. A traffic jam was getting past the dog in the hallway. I've worked nonstop, like many of you. I had a terrible work-life boundaries and balance or lack of balance to begin with. And COVID has exploited that to what I know is an unsustainable and probably not very healthy level. But when I was done for the day, or at least for the moment, I was already home. If my kids needed it, if they needed me for homework or wanted to play, I wasn't at the office. I was in the next room. And Zoom, when you're not leading a service at least, has both a mute button and an end meeting button. I will probably miss those more than I can imagine right now. When I was growing up in the 1970s and 80s, I would ask my parents and grandparents, what was it like during World War II? They would speak of air raid dr drills, blackout blinds, rationing butter, sugar, rubber. My dad remembers his last piece of chewing gum. My mom remembers uncles going off to war in uniform and some not coming back. We will remember this time too. Children and grandchildren not yet born will ask those who are, who lived through it, what did you do during the pandemic of 2020? Their answers will change as we get further from this period. History is always written by survivors and remembered imprecisely. But they will remember and stories will be passed down. Lessons will be discerned and learned and I wonder what they'll be. I'm sure that future ten generations will tell of the trauma of online learning in its infancy, the horror of Zoom and Microsoft Teams last April and May when our children tried to do school online and we tried to be parent, teacher, employee, and tech support all at the same time while still getting dinner ready. I hope that we will honor and remember all those that worked so hard to protect us those who died from this virus, and those whose lives have been forever changed by the illness and the loss because of this virus. I hope that when we speak of this time, we will retell how during the crisis, there was a huge wave of solidarity that arose in the society, that people were sewing face masks, cheering medical staff, helping elderlies with shopping. They might remember baking bread, meals together three times a day, scheduled Zoom calls with families, walks, bike rides, camping. Our family will remember the great 30-day RV trip of 2020. We went, we saw, we survived, at times without Wi-Fi. If we made a t-shirt, that's what it would say. But they and all of us will also remember wearing masks and those that fought against wearing masks. We will remember the scarcity of hand sanitizer and some of us making our own. That we learned what PPE was and why it's important. And we ponder a supply chain that doesn't make it domestically. We will tell stories of wiping down our cereal boxes and not hugging family or friends for almost a year, if not more. We will speak incredulously of Zoom bar mitzvahs and funerals, flattening the curve, experiencing the surge, weddings postponed, testing and isolating, borders closed, hoarding toilet paper, 
searching for yeast, lineups for grocery stores and Starbucks, no movie theaters. And of all the Michigas that happened in 2020 in the midst of a global pandemic. In the midst of all the remembering, which you can only do when you think you are closer to the end than you are to the beginning, as maybe we are now, will there also be regret, missed opportunities, time not taken, goals attempted or achieved? Some people use the pandemic to get really physically fit. I was not one of them. Others wrote that novel that they had always been planning to but never had time to or that blog they always wanted to start. Some had time and they took it. Some organized their homes, made scrapbooks, created works of art and music. For some, losing a job or not being able to do their job as they always had with travel and endless meetings allowed them to find new callings and occupations and purpose. But for some of us, the books that we intended to read have just piled up on our bedside table. The gym shoes are still in their box that arrived from Amazon. The crafting materials that we ordered online and planned to learn how to use never got past reading the directions. If we are lucky, we have four to six months left of this pause and isolation. And then the vaccines will be in wide distribution. And even if we haven't gotten our jab yet, God willing, enough will and life will come inching back, if we are lucky. Or will we think that we're unlucky, unfortunate? Pandemics like this happen every 100 years or so, and it should never happen again in our lifetime. So the question hangs, if this is the only pandemic we get, did you make the most of your pandemic? Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel taught that our lives derive their ultimate value and sense of purpose, not necessarily by what receives most of our time, but by what commands our deepest commitment. To what are you committed to? If all of this is going to, if not end, at least dramatically change, what do you want to make of the pandemic time that you have left? We may never be home as much as we have been, for good or for bad. Because we may never be as close to those in our homes and as far from those outside of them as we have been, for good or for bad. Expectations placed upon us by others, by ourselves, have been adjusted for life during COVID. Those will change too, for better or for worse. COVID will one day no longer be the excuse. But if we truly reflect on the experience and the lessons learned, we might be able to make it the reason, in a good way, for what we have committed ourselves to when all of this is behind us. Can you hear may it be God's will. Amen.